0: That their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Oh, Kaiser doesn't
1: see him. Ball is out.
0: But there always seems to be one team further behind. There we go. go. Right. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Further behind. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Further <clears throat> behind.
1: There we go. we <clears> go. <throat> further throat> behind. brown all day all night
0: we found it you guys calm down carbon you found what the brown noise kenny and me found the brown noise all right gang welcome to the brown notes podcast where we let them rip on the cleveland browns my name is scott and this is rico what is up how are you sir doing pretty
1: well man this is man i love this week this week is so awesome look we got to get right into this um so do you know who uh matthew barry is you ever heard of that dude he writes for roto world and everybody is talking about this this is huge and i i feel like we need to address this as battered browns fans so he had he posted an article on uh this is uh this is a uh, this is an nbc sports article written by matthew berry but he also writes for roto world matthew berry is like a he's like uh like a fantasy football guy so he's got like that kind of info um and his article was um the title 23 most interesting things you heard at the combine i'm gonna skip to the cleveland brown stuff obviously so he writes that um he comments about how he, his little birdies his little birdies are telling him what the browns offense is going to look like next year um and what he what he's hearing is that the so the cleveland browns want to throw around 40 times per game and they want to run the ball around 12 times per game so nick chubb this year that then remember people complained that he didn't run he didn't get to run the ball enough this year he i think or last season i think he averaged like around 18 carries per game and his little this guy's little birdies are telling him that they want him to average about 12 carries per game essentially making him not the main guy in the offense anymore but making him an ancillary side piece right holy crap everybody is blowing up about this saying you can't do that nick chubb is your offense he didn't get to carry them we've heard this how many times have we heard this right a million but I think what people forget is, and and let me just throw this out there and then I want to get your opinion. Um, I have to think about Kansas city and Philadelphia. So these two teams were in the super bowl this year and the winning team, the team who won the super bowl had a seventh round pick as a running back who only averaged 10 rushes per game the entire season. Philadelphia had more of a running game than Kansas City and could have won the Super Bowl, but didn't had a running back who averaged 15 rushes per game. And in the Super Bowl, both running backs were essentially a non-factor, and either team could have won that game. Nick Chubb had 18 carries last year, and Derrick Henry, who everybody talks about a lot too, consistently averages more than 20 yards a carry. I think people just are not thinking clearly on this scott they're not was this a big deal it's a huge deal because it's for like cleveland where, fans.
0: On, on twitter uh, well twitter <laughs> i haven't or, heard of it so you're educating oh it. yeah it's first yeah I've heard it's, of it. It, it's um uh
1: the fan has been talking about it for two days now it's been talked about on ultimate cleveland sports show all of the local media guys have been talking about this for like 2 days now about how it's it's outrageous that that they would even consider reducing their arsenal by 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 lowering Nick Chubb's carries to 12 per game and how dare they do such a dastardly thing but like i said when i tweeted this out all the information is out there there are stats websites that demonstrate that winning teams pass way more than they run. Teams who run more than they pass don't win. It's statistically accurate and correct. How many Super Bowls do the Titans have? And Derrick Henry gets the ball 35,000 times per game. None. Zero. Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb have zero Super Bowls, and they're the two best running backs in the league. You can't win in today's NFL, by being a run first team, you have to pass 60% of the time, at least if you want a chance to win anything that is statistically proven, which goes back to my point, And I'm sticking to this, that they should trade Nick Chubb for assets because Jerome Ford can perform the same duties as a 12 carry running back that Nick Chubb can, and they could pay him less and they could trade Nick Chubb and get assets for him. But everybody that you hear talking about this is taking the complete opposite approach that they're outraged that the Browns would even consider reducing Nick Chubb even more than they've already done.
0: Yeah, I'm oblivious per usual. I have stopped watching the ultimate <laughs> sports show and listening to the fan because football season's over and there there's nothing to talk about so this must be (laughs) one of those things but please continue to listen to our podcast (laughs) but
1: yeah we don't have anything to talk about but just listen anyways because there might be a little sprinkling of something interesting maybe perhaps
0: in related news to the browns and browns fans wanting to run the ball 50 times a game in 2023 In a recent viral TikTok, a Chuck E. Cheese employee showed off the winter 2023 floppy disc sent from corporate headquarters. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese, like the Browns running game, still operates their animatronic Chuck E. Cheese band with floppy discs. Hell yeah. I love it. So I don't know, Rico. I, I, I don't have an opinion on this. I can't get into the furor over Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. And maybe it's because all season long, there was the Sturm and Drang around whether Nick Chubb was getting the ball enough. I'm just bored of it. And I guess we know the offense is going to be different. You know, I would guess I would prefer the, I mean, I guess the the sticking point is, they're going to run a lot of shotgun and pistol. They're going to throw the ball a shit ton. Nick Chubb is an I-formation running back. So I guess square peg, round hole, worlds collide, can't do this anymore. Cleveland, OIC, see you at the draft. I guess that's the take of fans and and everyone. I just, I just think it's so fucking dumb that you can't. Make both work. I just find that I just don't get it. Maybe maybe it's because I just didn't play the fucking game. I don't know, but it seems to me like are we? Is Nick Chubb gonna sign another contract with Cleveland? No. Is he gonna end his career a Cleveland Brown? No. It's 2023. I don't expect anyone to do that. I don't expect Miles Garrett to do that. I don't expect Deshaun Watson to do that. I don't expect Nick Chubb to do that. But for this one season, when we don't know whether or not Deshaun Watson can even fucking play football anymore, maybe we should hold on to Nick Chubb. And maybe, like we talked about last week, they brought in some mastermind who can actually figure out how to make these two be on the football field at the same time. What kind of sport am I watching where, when you have Hall of Fame caliber players, they don't have any value? What am I watching? <laughs> Well, you've
1: been watching losing football is what you've been watching. And why is that? Because you haven't had a quarterback. Because you can't win without a quarterback.
0: But That's it begs the question win. though, Rico, that where is professional football if you can have Hall of like a the the kid in Tennessee and our kid in Cleveland that are gonna wear yellow jackets but have virtually no value to the outcome of the game.
1: That's what am I watching? We well, that's what well, you're watching a court. It, listen, can anybody can anybody name me? This is this is rhetorical because I'm only talking to you, and we only maybe have one or two listeners, anyways. So can anybody name me a, a wide receiver that played in this past Super Bowl other than Juju Smith Schuster? Can anybody do that? I oh, know I can't. I didn't watch the game. They're, they're just, that's my point, dude. You've got average running backs. You've take Travis, take Travis Kelsey out of the picture because he's a hall of fame tight end. Okay. Take him out of the picture, but the, and he would be nothing without Patrick Mahomes. Okay. You've got Juju Smith Suster, who is average at best. He's a Jag now and the rest of the, both of the wide receiver rosters on both teams are a bunch of Jags that was a team of quarter two quarterbacks and a bunch of and a bunch of role players around them and those two teams with two great quarterbacks and a bunch of role players around them went to the super bowl this year none of them had hall of fame running backs to to for people to bitch that they didn't get enough carries they had great quarterbacks and a bunch of jags around them and that's how you win and, and as the sooner that Cleveland Browns fan comes to grips with that, the sooner that they'll accept when Nick Chubb is not here anymore because that's going to happen sooner than people want.
0: Uh, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. And Mark Sessler, you, you know that name, right? Mark Sessler, he's like a national NFL talking head guy. He tweeted yesterday that there's whispers that Nick Chubb might actually be traded to help clear cap space. And that that threw that threw Twitter all in a tizzy yesterday because he said that. But then Mary Kay came right back and said that the Browns aren't trading Nick Chubb. And Daryl Ryder today said the Browns aren't trading Nick Nick Chubb. And to your point, they're probably not going to do anything with him this year because, well, first of all, they don't know exactly 100% what Deshaun Watson is going to look like. And I think they hired that dude because again, to your other point, they want to try and make it work with him and Deshaun Watson at the same time, because the team only benefits from that. So I think they're going to try. That's kind of like the
0: obvious thing. That's why I'm surprised. It's a debate. I mean, wouldn't you want your super talented best players to be on the field and try to find a way to make that happen? And why does everybody see the only solution as we've got to remove parts? I I just don't get it. I mean, it's make it work. You went to uh, Harvard or wherever the hell you went, figure it out. Well, where did he go? He went to uh, where did Stefanski go? I can't
1: remember. they are all Ivy
0: Leaguers, right?
1: Yeah, all of them. They all are. I think uh, Andrew Baring went to Harvard. Uh, Prince Penn. He went to Penn, which is an Ivy League school, not Penn State. I think he went to Penn, Pennsylvania, which is Ivy League. I'm pretty sure that's where he went. Um, I could be wrong on that, though. But but I guess what I'm saying is, is ideally, yeah, you want to make it work because you've got this guy who you know is a great running back, and you've got this other guy who you think is still a great quarterback. And if you can make it work, while you still have Nick Chubb under contract for what is he under contract for another year or two, I think a couple more years, right? If you can make it work while he's still under contract, while you got him, if you can make it work, then great. Then, then the team only benefits from it. But when it's, when it all is said and done, if you've got Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson really is the dude that you think that he is, you only need Jerome Ford. And you don't need Nick Chubb, and you can you can win a Super Bowl with Jerome Ford. What are you clearing? You why, why
0: do you need to clear cap space if you can just put like uh, you know if you can just grab a couple guys at the local car wash and suit them up and set them beside your elite quarterback? Why do you, why do you even need cap space? That's a great point because, and that's
1: the other thing. That's the other thing people are discussing out in the out in the airwaves and the interwebs is that. Oh, the Browns don't have enough
0: wide receivers. They need more wide receivers. Well, no, they yeah, don't. You right. just said you couldn't even name any. They're in the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> and I, that That's my point. I agree with you 100%. They, if you've got a quarterback, Deshaun Watson doesn't fucking need great wide receivers. He proved that. What's his face? Tariq Hill went to Miami, and he still won a football. He still won a Super Bowl. With him, but with Juju Smith-Schuster. Can I make a point, a Super-
0: though? Yeah. Isn't Deshaun Watson. Yes. He's here because the Browns gave him a ton of guaranteed money, but also at the time the Browns had what was considered a stacked roster and Watson never played with a stacked roster in Houston. And the Browns roster was considered to be better than the other teams that were bidding for him. Okay. So why the fuck is it now? Well, now we got Deshaun Watson. We can gut the roster. (laughs) we don't he can make shitty receivers great we don't give him a seventh round running back part of the reason why he was attracted to coming here is because the browns had talent so why is the conversation now let's gut the talent well i don't think people i don't think the idea
1: is gut the talent like that's what i'm tot- hearing well in totality uh, i'm i'm saying if Deshaun Watson is who everybody says he is, then the running back's role is dramatically reduced and you don't need a Hall of Fame running back. But on the other hand, the our, meaning the Cleveland Browns wide receiver room, right, right now, in my opinion, okay, I'm not Jake Burns, but in my opinion, right now, their wide receiver room is better than the wide receiver room when he was with Houston, right now before they get this speedster that everybody thinks that they need right now it's better than it was when he was with Houston and right now um uh Najoku is better than any tight end that he played with in Houston and they're probably going to add to that um so yeah right and their line is better so yeah right now Their offensive roster around Deshaun Watson as it stands right now, even if you take Nick Chubb out of the picture and replace him with, say, Jerome Ford, make Jerome Ford RB1 and keep everybody else the way it is right now, right? that roster is profoundly better than the roster that he had in Houston right now. So if you didn't add one wide receiver to this roster, it's okay because if Deshaun Watson is who everybody thinks that he is and and who they're paying him to be then then he could turn this current wide receiver room into a champion because that's what Patrick Mahomes did with with a wide receiver room that's not even as good as ours and he still won a super bowl so it's all on Deshaun Watson
0: don't we have an offensive line that is built to block for the run and not for a quarterback who's moving around back there
1: uh yeah uh i yeah i think so but dude they got bill callahan dude and uh, bill, i bill bill callahan's he's he's the best in the biz and i feel like he only needs one off season with those guys to just change the blocking schemes around again so, i'm not like x's and o's dude but i feel hear like me bill out, callahan is good enough
0: hear me out do you remember in 2020 when the browns had the blip under radar covid playoff year yeah what did that team do a lot of that year if you think back think of the Tennessee game they would jump out to giant leads in the first half you know three touchdowns and a field goal whatever for they jump out the big first half leads and then in the second half, They'd watch the lead evaporate and we'd be biting our fingernails in the last two minutes. And they, this was kind of like the way the team played the entire year was they would jump out the giant first half leads. They did the same thing in the playoff game against Pittsburgh. They jump out the giant first half leads and then they just hold on for dear life after halftime. Imagine a world. Okay. Where next season, Deshaun Watson is some version of Deshaun Watson, okay? Maybe not what he was in 2018, but close. And imagine a world where the Browns, and you're not giving handing the ball because of that. You're not running the ball a lot, right? Because Watson is playing close to his previous self. Not 100%, but close. But imagine a world where the Browns, again, build those big first-half leads, And then where could your Hall of Fame running back come in after that? After you've built a first half lead, you've thrown the ball a shit ton, you've worked magic on the field by being elusive and making plays happen with your legs, all that good, sweet Deshaun Watson stuff, right? And now in the second half, instead of doing what we did in 2020, biting our fingernails (laughs) through the third and fourth quarter, right? Now you can run the ball and you've got Nick Chubb and you can eat some clock. And unlike with Baker Mayfield, if you find yourself in a position where you need a first down to sustain a drive, instead of turning the ball over on downs or punting, you're going to be able to get that first down. Cause you can just go back to that sweet Deshaun Watson stuff that you were doing earlier. Right? So, basically what I'm saying is there's a world where they can have kind of like the best of both worlds, you know, where you can be an explosive offense and then you can use that running game to close out games, right? We saw this in 2020. They were just had a complete inability. I've been, I've been texting you this for years that it just boggles my mind. how the Browns with the running backs they've had can't eat clock in the second half.
1: Um, again i think that's why they hired bill musgrave because i think they ideally they've got nick chubb under contract they don't have to restrict they don't have to do anything with his contract in order to operate financially okay they have to deal with other people's contracts like maybe amari coopers and mary Kay said that Um, Deshaun Watson's contract is probably going to be reworked by the end of this week is what she said but they have him they're they're satisfied with how much they're paying him and they've got him under contract for uh, like I said probably another year or two or whatever so uh, that's why they hired Bill Musgrave because I think they want to do what you said I think they want to have their cake and eat it too sure they might reduce his role to between 12 and 15 carries, but maybe the bulk of those carries come in the third and fourth quarter when they're just eating clock, putting the team away, right? Maybe they're utilizing those carries in a way where the bulk of those carries are coming in the second half when they want Nick Chubb to eat the clock. So I think they want to do that because they hired that guy in order to try and make it happen that way. So I think, I think that's what they're going to try and do. Is it going to work? I don't know, but they didn't hire that dude for nothing. I think they're
0: trying to do exactly what you said. And think about it like from just a uh, physical standpoint. I mean, if you can just have Deshaun Watson handing the ball off in the third and fourth quarter, you know, physically he's going to take much less of a beating, right? Same thing with Nick Chubb. If you can reduce his role a little bit, you could prolong his career, you know? And if you're winning, who gives a shit? Agree 100%. And I
1: think what they don't want, which is why, um, I don't know if you knew or not, but Lamar Jackson got uh, the franchise tag today and he got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that other teams can offer him contracts. Like his 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 non-exclusive franchise tag salary for this year, should he stay with Baltimore, would be $32 million, which everybody says is outrageously low considering it's Lamar Jackson. And so they've put the non-exclusive tag on him so that other teams can offer him contracts. And I guess the idea is, is some people think, and I'll get to my, my connecting this to Deshaun Watson in a second. The idea is, is they're afraid he's going to turn into Cam Newton because he runs too much. And I think to your point, they want to make this work so that Deshaun Watson doesn't turn into Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton and that he can stay healthy by not having to run so much. Maybe you run in the first half because that's kind of what you do. But then maybe if you have your cake and eat it, too, by having Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, then you can kind of dial it back and let Nick Chubb finish the game out for you. I mean, in a perfect world, that's what you'd want to do, I guess. You don't want him. You don't want Deshaun Watson turning into Lamar Jackson and not being able to finish out a season or like Cam Newton, where he was super elite and then he just fell off the face of the earth because he got hurt. And he, and, he, and he couldn't do it anymore. And he wasn't a good enough thrower to make up for the fact that he couldn't run anymore. Yeah. And they don't want that. So I think, to your again, to your point, I think they want that, right?
0: I think right? Chubb is just kind of an insurance policy this year, too. Again, he ain't going to finish his career here. None of these guys are. But he, he's, pro- he's a little bit of an insurance policy, too, in case Deshaun Watson doesn't have it. I buy that. So he ain't going anywhere. I agree with that. They're not trading him, you know, and they don't know what Deshaun Watson is yet. Unfortunately, the six games didn't tell us much. And so, you know, I think, I think he's an insurance policy. Well, I hope that, uh,
1: between, Kevin Stefanski and Bill Musgrave and – it's Bill Musgrave, right? Yeah, Bill Musgrave and AVP, uh, uh, hopefully between the three of them, they can find a way – to. and and listen, people are going to have to accept the fact that Nick Chubb is not getting 17 or 18 or 19 or 20 carries anymore. It's just not going to happen. No one's going to
0: care if they're winning, Rico. The only reason why you heard that – dude. The only reason why you heard that last year is because the team was losing. Do you you think the dude from Kansas City, his name is
1: Pacheco, do you think that anybody who's a fan of his gives a fuck that he only had
0: 10 rushes per game? No, because he's wearing a ring, dude. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't give a fuck what's going on in Kansas City, and I don't care what's going on in Philadelphia. I mean, I think to some degree you have to look at you know what's going on in the league and trends and where things are but honestly don't we don't have we're not we don't have Patrick Mahomes we don't have Travis Kelsey it's it's a different animal man I mean it's I don't know man I mean the Ravens win I I think they just have a damn good coach I think Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback they've been winning for a long time you know the Steelers find a way to win, you know? And those are the teams I kind of look at our division. I really don't, the chiefs to me might as well play on Mars. I really don't give a fuck about what the chiefs are doing. You know, they got a hall of fame head coach too. It's like, I don't know, man. It just seems like that's like what happens when everything goes well. You know, I I don't know. It doesn't doesn't feel relevant at all to me as a Browns fan at all. You know, I'm not pining to be the Kansas city chiefs. It ain't happening. I got a win here in Cleveland. You know,
1: well, well. Here's what here's why it is relevant because, um, you have a quarterback that that is in the same mold as their quarterback. I don't know that. Well, um,
0: I don't know that. That's an assumption.
1: Well, but it's relative to use Kansas City and Philadelphia as examples because that's what they want. Those are the offenses that they want to happen here in Cleveland. They want Cleveland's offense to run like their offenses, and so those are good benchmarks and good examples of how Cleveland's offense is going to look next season, hopefully as good. But the the I the way everybody's talking, that, that's the way that's the way that's what they want their offenses to look
0: like. I don't think I've heard so Kevin that's why I keep Andrew up. Barry say that they're modeling their offense after the Eagles or the Chiefs. I don't think well, I've heard them not- say that. I hear fans say it. I hear Twitter say it. The radio says it. I don't. I don't know what they plan on doing on offense. Do do I think they're going to pass more? Yes, I think they're going to pass a lot more because of the quarterback. But all I know is what I. All I know is Kevin Stefanski is calling plays, and I know what he's done over the course of his career. You know, so it's going to take him to do some things differently for it to work here. If that's what they're planning to do, so I don't know. I mean, so what does that mean? You know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? no, he
1: he's, he has those, a certain
0: track record, right?
1: So well, he he's never had. I mean, he's never had the best quarterback that he's ever had to to coach. I what Kirk Cousins, right? That's the best quarterback he's had up to this point is Kirk Cousins, and I don't think anybody would tell you that Kirk Cousins is as good as Deshaun Watson is. So. He's never had a guy like this to work with. So we don't really know. And he's never going to tell anybody what fucking kind of offense he's getting. Around. No, he could, be, he could be wearing a red hat and never admit to wearing the red hat and would dance around the fact that he's wearing the red hat, even though everybody knows he's wearing the red hat. So he's never going to say anything.
0: And also, we but we don't know. I mean, it's a reason why in all the preseason rankings, everyone's got Deshaun Watson ranked super low because nobody knows what the hell he is right now. So he's a giant That's true, unknown, man. you know. So That's true. when I look at the Browns and their offense, I just see a lot of unknowns. Don't know what Kevin Stefanski is going to do. Don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to do. And that's where, in my brain, it makes sense. Well, gee, I guess I might want to hold on to Nick Chubb and table the trade talks and the enthusiasm to kick him to the curb because I see a bunch of question marks everywhere else. And at least with that kid, I know I've got a good attitude. I've got a professional. I've got a kid who comports himself the right way in the locker room and is, frankly, like the mold of what a Cleveland Brown should be. That I want that influence and that stability and that in my locker room. And what message does it say to the team if you kick him to the curb? What message does that say when the most professional, put together dude in the locker room (laughs) isn't good enough to be on your team anymore? A dude that they all know is going to wear a yellow jacket someday. What message does that send to the rest of the guys in the locker room? Sure, go lay it on the line to be in, you know, to play in Cleveland. They'll just kick you to the curb. It sends a bad message, man. So, when i look at the browns a lot of question marks so it the nick chubb talk is just like it's just off season silly season bullshit to me honestly that's what i think it is you know find a way to make it work ain't gonna end his career here but for the time being until we until some of these questions are answered just makes sense to me to hold on to him yeah dude i mean again they didn't
1: that makes the most sense i keep banging the drum to trade him just because you know on paper statistically they could they could win without him as long as now there's a big caveat to that the caveat to that is that deshaun watson plays like deshaun watson but however because we don't know what we have in this dude yet the more sensible approach would be to make it work with both of them until you know what you have now let's say this season deshaun watson plays exactly like everybody thought he was gonna be and he's that dude that led the league in passing now next offseason, i'm trading the fuck out of nick chubb sorry because you can get assets for him and you can stick to him now that's only predicated on deshaun watson being that dude but right now we don't know if he's the dude. So to your point, it would make total sense, and the practical approach would be to keep Nick Chubb and to try and make it work. And I think if I were a betting man, that that's probably the approach that they're taking.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, dude, if none of it works, then it's all going to be blown up. Oh I mean, yeah,
1: because then Stefanski's getting fired and probably yeah, they're all too, gone. And, yeah. So
0: it you know it doesn't. I don't know that it makes a ton of sense to just start. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, I I see this shit like, oh, the Browns are going to be super aggressive. Yeah, because they all know their asses are fired if they don't. This isn't like none of this is fucking news. The team hasn't tried to win for two years. (laughs) You know, they were in the great, you know, let's see if Baker Mayfield is worth signing Odyssey, and then they were in a mired in fucking massage therapy suspensions for a season. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously, they have this team hasn't tried the win. They punted last year and they punted on the Baker year. So, yeah, they have to win this year. But, you know, I don't know, man, if they trade everybody and then the season goes belly up, they're all going to be gone. They're all going to be gone either way. They got to win. I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. This I mean, draft- how a bad a look is it if they trade Chubb and then they lose? Yeah, they.
1: they I mean, totally. Totally. That's the other thing with this draft. They cannot afford to take their their seemingly typical approach of, well, we're going to draft a guy and develop him over the next two or three years and see what we have in him. No way, dude. They need, and I agree with everybody that said this over the last week or so, that they need to draft a dude or two. That is going to contribute right. They don't have the luxury to draft projects and develop them over in a couple of years. They, they're, they're all getting fired if they do that. They need to draft. They need to draft guys that are going to con- contribute right away. Now, I don't know who that is. I don't know if you go offense or defensive line first. All. I, I don't know any of that stuff. But they cannot fucking afford to d- draft a bunch of projects like they typically do. That, that's not going to work, man.
0: Yeah, maybe they could. I mean, could they use draft capital to trade for veteran players who are actually proven? I mean, if it really is about winning now, then anybody you take in the draft is a roll of the dice, right? But if you can take whatever draft capital you have and try to bring in some help for, you know, Deshaun or some help for Miles Garrett on the line, or you know, if there's a veteran commodity out there. I would be more looking that way if I had to win now. Now, do I think that's what they're going to do? No, because they have a certain mold that they always want to find young, ascending players. They don't want to get players who were maybe you know, have one or two years left and then they're going to start descending. You know what I mean? So they have a certain mold. Now, whether or not they're willing to be flexible on that and and because it's about winning now, they got to win this year. I would move draft capital. I'd say, fuck young players. And I'd try to bring in some vets who could do to help us put together a winning season. And if it all falls apart in two years, I don't care. I got to win now. So
1: that's absolutely agree with you on that. They, they can't afford to 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 play conservative on this they they have got i i agree with you i think it I, I don't know maybe it makes more sense to to do what you said and and parlay your or convert your draft picks into vets that you know are gonna like this dude from cincinnati the safety jesse bates he's a pretty good safety we don't have one now and he wants to come to cleveland he he's openly said i want to come to cleveland and play for deshaun watson and they need a safety so fuck the draft picks do what you got to do to get how old is to cleveland. he i'm not sure but i mean he's he's in the prime
0: of his career and he's yeah, pretty, I, he's pretty i wouldn't worry good. one bit about no draft man. picks and the profile i'd i'd worry about okay i need players who can come in and contribute today and anybody you take in the draft is gonna be an ifcom. Everybody, I mean it doesn't matter. So you know, there are no guarantees in the draft on draft day, none. So I, I need to win, I need guaranteed guys that can come in. So that would be my approach to it is I would be happy if the Cleveland Browns didn't select any players, but instead made trades, and that would make me happy. Well, and uh that that brings us to our our
1: closing point here that we're going to find out soon because next week is the start of the year. Free agency is next week. Um, uh, And so that's when it's all going to happen. We're going to, everybody's been talking about how aggressive Andrew Barry is going to be in free agency. And that's next week, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to find out sooner or later. In fact, probably by the time, our next podcast comes out, we'll probably know some things that we didn't know this week. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. So we've got free agency next week.
0: Uh, final kicker thought for the last minute and a half. Did you see Joe yeah. who Joe Thomas selected to induct him into the hall of fame? I did, man. I think that's freaking amazing. He's he
1: his wife and kids. And did, did you hear him tell the story about, can I be the wet blanket?
0: Thing? Do it, man. Do you know why he had to make that pick? He had to. Why? Most guys have like a coach, right? Or a teammate. Yeah. He has none. Unless he's going to go back to college, he has none. And he's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not the College Football Hall of Fame. There isn't a single coach or teammate in his entire tenure here that he could put on that podium to induct him into the Hall of Fame because the Browns were so fucking bad that entire time. Not Pat Shermer, not Hugh Jackson, not Romeo Cornell, not Eric Mangini. None of them. There isn't a single one. You can't put Charlie Fry up there. There isn't a single guy. You can't put fucking uh, what was the Wynn? Seattle quarterback that Holmgren brought in here. Spurgeon, you know, you don't want Spurgeon Wynn. Uh, that, I think given... Spurgeon Wynn was gone. Who was the kid from Seattle <laughs> that Holmgren brought um, in here? But um, I think Spurgeon Wynn to... actually... Predated. I try to, I try to block out the time when Holmgren was here, but that's why he had to pick his wife because the franchise was so inept and had so much turnover. There isn't a single era that he could cite of like, oh, well, we made the playoffs that year. Nothing, nothing. So he had to pick his wife. Most guys him- pick a teammate or a coach.
1: <laughs> did you hear him tell the Am story? I wrong? Well, did you hear him tell the story? No.
0: You got he a minute 19. He-
1: he said he said that he, he was thinking about having Alex Mack do it. Actually, yeah, because him and Alex Mack are still really good friends. Yeah, and, and, and Alex Mack
0: were, left the Browns on bad <laughs> terms. There's nowhere he could go. It, it, it
1: it's <laughs> makes true. More, no, you're you're right. Which it it makes more sense because you're right. He really has nobody to lean on because there was so much fucking turnover. It,
0: nothing. He played for a team that didn't exist, basically. (laughs) So, I mean, it's like there was not a single teammate or coach that he could pull up. And if there was one like an Alex Mack, then they ended on bad terms with the Browns because the Browns were so fucking dysfunctional. So there's no one. So, of course, he's got to ask his wife to do it. It's the only route he could take. And they're all pretty excited about it, too. But, hey, the point is he's
1: in. Congrats to JT. First ballot. Next week, we're going to have... Probably some juicy free agent tidbits, so uh, we look forward to
0: that. All right. Go Browns, go Browns! I'm fucking angry son of a bitch. I'm fucking tired, fucking loser. Loser.
1: Cleveland Browns, all day, all night.